Hi, this is Victoria Miracle and Purposeful Woman Podcast. My goal for this podcast is to bring you the best information from the brightest woman in the world. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Purposeful Woman Podcast. In today's episode, we have Jennifer Wilcox, a wife of 13 years to her husband, David, homeschool mom, nonprofit founder and author. Jennifer took what she has lived through in her past, poverty, abuse, and alcoholism, and started Rehab's Heart a nonprofit founded in 2018 to help women break the chains of poverty and abuse by learning the skills and tools necessary <laughs> to thrive in the community. Hi, and welcome, Jennifer. <laughs> Hi, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's one of those days today. We're both tongue-tied. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Well, I would love to hear, well, tell us your story. There is definitely richness and a deepness in there. would love to hear. Yeah, sure. How so, well, my story begins, I grew up in Louisiana and I grew up and we were extremely poor and I had, you know, a lot of childhood abuse that I had to deal with. And, you know, there's, I feel like there's different kinds of poor in this world, but we were extremely poor. We didn't even have food half the time on our table. And so the day came when my mom decided that government assistance was what we needed to be. And I grew up living a life of the cycle, as I like to call it, of government assistance. And so living on, you know, WIC and food stamps and all of that. And I absolutely hated it. <laughs> I just, I knew from a young age that I didn't like, like that lifestyle. It's just not a good lifestyle to live. And so there was a defining moment when I was 15, when I was standing in the grocery store line to buy food for my family and I had to use food stamps. And I was absolutely humiliated and embarrassed to have to do that. And I said to myself, then I will make sure that my children never live like this. And so, you know, it seems like looking back at my life now, but most people that come from a poverty situation also have a lot of abuse that they deal with. And I think that's because our parents are angry and they don't know how else to deal with it. So I pushed myself really hard and I graduated high school at 17. Then I started drinking because that was the only way I knew to kill the pain that I was suffering from. And by the time I was 19, I was married. I thought I found my white knight. Well, turns out he wasn't. <laughs> that situation turned quickly into verbal abuse. Then it turned into physical abuse and you know, when you jump out of one situation into another situation without thinking it through and just being so desperate, it usually ends you in a worse situation than what you were in. And that's what happened to me. There was one night in particular with my ex-husband that he put a gun to my head and I knew right then and there I was going to die. And I was just like, somebody help me, please help me. You know, I've got to get out of here. And I'll tell you, if it wasn't for the grace of God watching over me that night, I'd probably be dead. I was able to get away from him and escape and get to my mother's house. And that was another defining night in my life, because when I went to her house and I told her what happened, she said to me, what did you do to deserve this? 
And that just crushed me. I knew right then and there that my mother could have cared less about me. She didn't love me. She didn't care. And that hurt me. And so, you know, here I am at, you know, almost 20 years old and realizing for the first time, your mom really doesn't care about you. She does not love you. And that, that is just heart wrenching. And so I ended up leaving my husband a few months later and I didn't know anything else but to do to drink. That's all I knew what to do because drinking killed the pain. Drinking solved everything for me, but it didn't because I went down a terrible road of drinking so much that I would end up in hotel rooms with men that I didn't know who they were, or I'd wake up in their homes and didn't know where I was if I was even in the same town. So that went on for, oh gosh, for a good 10, 15 years. I mean, it was just like, my life was a blank. I would just drink all the time to numb the pain. And I knew something had to change, but I didn't know what it was that had to change. And I actually, it's kind of funny, but I met my husband, my current husband in a bar (laughs) out one night drinking and I met him. And so we've been together ever since and things have started to change, but what really changed for me in my life was realizing at the age of 30 that I couldn't do this on my own anymore, that I needed something bigger. And that's when I turned my life to God and just really cried out to him for help because that's what I needed in my life. And so once that change happened, a shift happened in me, I was able to set down alcohol and I haven't touched a drink since. And that's been over 12 years since I've picked up a drink. (laughs) And during my marriage, I always wanted to be a mama. I always wanted kids, you know, I just, I've always loved children. And so it, it was a hard road for us to have children. And when we decided to start having children, we went down fertility treatments and that is absolutely miserable. I, my heart goes out to all the women that have to go through that. And so when we went through the fertility treatments, I ended up miscarrying our last baby at 12 weeks. And it just about dropped me to my knees and devastated me. And so I, you know, spent the day, I came home from the hospital and I just spent the day crying and praying because I didn't know what else to do. There was no one else there for me, you know, so I just had to take it to God. And six months from the date that I lost our last baby, he brought me my son because we had started the adoption process and I had gotten the phone call and they said, we have a little boy for you to meet. And so I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, and they said, but wait, there's more. In two weeks, his baby brother's gonna be born and you need to take both children. I was just absolutely in shock (laughs) that here I was gonna go from no kids to two kids. And and then how did you start your nonprofit? Thank you so much for sharing your story. And it's it's like so, so much in there. (laughs) Yeah. So after I adopted the kids, that's how the nonprofit started was Mm -hmm. because I knew with my past, I could help other women. And from there, I seen all the children in foster care and most of them are in there due to poverty. So that's what made me start my nonprofit because I knew that I could take what I knew and help women recover from abuse and help them break those chains of poverty to grow and thrive. And so that's how the nonprofit started was because of my final step of the adoption process. So what will be the number one mistake that people make when they're trying to get out of the rabbit hole, Mm -hmm. right? Basically in their life. Yeah. 
So the number one mistake that I see is that it's a mindset that they think they can't get out of where they are. And once they have that mindset shift, they can do anything. Mm -hmm. And what would you say will be a number one advice for those who are in this situation right now and happen to hear this interview? It is possible to change. It is possible to get out and it is possible to start over. You just need to find that one person that you can reach out to and trust to help you get on the right path. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Finish the sentence for me. If you really knew me, you will know that I am. That I am. Let's see. Oh, gosh, that one's hard, Victoria. <laughs> oh, gosh, that I am an amazing mom. And gosh, that I just love God so much that I'm just a lover of God. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. So how can people find you, nonprofit, support you and get sure. more of you? Yeah, they can go right to our website and it's called Rahab's Heart. And that's just R-A-H-A-B s-h-e-a-r-t.com and then go right there and my phone number's on there my email everything to reach me thank you thank you so much thank you so much for coming on and sharing this just a touch a heart touching <laughs> awesome of just inspiring story and that's what i call purposeful woman and don't forget to always text us your feedback to plus one four oh one three oh nine Four one zero five, and I'll see you tomorrow in the next episode. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you love this podcast, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review it. And of course, you can get in touch with me everywhere online at purposeful with double L day .com. And I can't wait to see you next time. Kisses. <laughs>